You're listening to The Art of KCF. This offering is called On Community and was released as part of the Art of KCF newsletter. Issue 84 sent to email subscribers on January 15th, 2024. I've got to do my games, Vimo said, on a rare Saturday in June where we found ourselves lazing around. Vimo has a series of activities she does on her phone daily, possibly in response to our constant discussions around whether or not we should get new hobbies. And I was feeling like that was a ritual I wanted to partake in too. So looking at one of her games, I thought, I want to play that. So off to the app store I went in search of the word game she played daily so that I could have a taste. Except, I downloaded a different game. You know how it goes. In this capitalist landscape, there's the game, and then all the other games that are like the game, but they're not the game. Maybe it's like the knockoff store brand grocery item, Kroger ketchup instead of Heinz, but I'm sure you know what I mean. Anyways. Vimo was playing Words of Wonder, and I had downloaded and started diligently logging points on Wordscapes, before I realized that we weren't in fact playing the same game. But it didn't matter. I was enthralled with Wordscapes, and I was definitely hooked. For those unfamiliar, Wordscapes is a word puzzle game where you find words out of a set of letters that then go into a crossword board so you can use that board to help you find the words in the puzzle. If you find a word that isn't in the crossword, you get extra points, or coins. Your coins can help you purchase hints when you get stuck. And of course, there's the aspect of being able to actually buy coins and hints with the digital currency directly from one's bank account. The most I've paid for is the ad-free version of the game. For the number of hours I've logged on this thing, though, truly a great investment. After seeing the inner workings of both games, Wordscapes is for the extroverted. Every weekend, there is a tournament where you and your team take on other teams from around the world. There's some strategy involved and much camaraderie. You can select to join a team or start your own. There's 50 people to each team with different descriptions and calls for participants. I joined a team called the Birds. Our team leader's name is Big Bird. I learned this weekend in the group chat that Big Bird used to teach statistics. It makes so much sense now as to why he's always running numbers at the end of our tournaments with percentages of players participating and tracking our trends and the team scoring potential. Vimo knows that I take my participation on the team very seriously. Sometimes, if I'm otherwise occupied, (coughs) working, She's happy to take a turn playing the game to get me points to add to the team score in tight competitions. I love being a member of the birds. We're a polite community of bird lovers who pick the team because we are all birders. After I joined and following a team win in the tournament, I commented in the group chat something to the effect of, I'm so happy to be a part of this team, I'm going to change my screen name to one of my bird names. Big Bird was so charmed, he's now made it a requirement that one has to have a bird name in order to join the team. One of my teammates took the name Early Bird. I just love these nerds. Seriously, 
He lives in a different global time zone from North America and is often playing while the U.S.-based players are asleep. The fact that I know this really inspires my awe-like wonder in the world. Even as we don't know each other's names, we're still a community. We help each other with hints. We comfort each other. We step up for one another when we know someone won't be around for the tournament. It's an accidental community I stumbled into that I'm grateful to be a part of. To the outside observer, it may seem trivial, but I consider the birds to be a part of my life. They were encouraging me when I headed to my first art market last year, when I shared I was traveling and wasn't going to be able to participate much in that weekend's tournament. We welcomed our bird teammate back after a busy holiday marketing season, and we comforted another when she lost her sister to an opioid overdose last year. We are a community of bird and word lovers who have somehow found each other on this spinning rock of a world. Astounding, really. The U.S. is facing a public health crisis, the loneliness epidemic, that is so serious the federal government released a national strategy to advance social connection in May of 2023. From data shared in the press release, quote, The physical health consequences of poor or insufficient connection include a 29% increased risk of heart disease, a 32% increased risk of stroke, and a 50% increased risk of developing dementia for older adults. Additionally, lacking social connection increases risk of premature death by more than 60%. It goes on to also discuss the mental health consequences of loneliness. Quote, loneliness and social isolation in childhood increase the risk of depression and anxiety, both immediately and well into the future. And with more than one in five adults and more than one in three young adults living with a mental illness in the U.S., addressing loneliness and isolation is critical in order to fully address the mental health crisis in America, end quote. I'm convinced this is one of the reasons why folks are so drawn into MLM and cult schemes. As social creatures, we just want to belong somewhere. For the nefarious, this desire to belong can be easily exploited when the other typical supportive community structures are no longer viable or accessible to our neighbors. I think about this a lot as a rural resident. I could go for a dangerously long time without seeing anyone other than Vimo if I wasn't actively cultivating my long-distance friendships. Which turns out is everyone I know because I live double-digit miles away from my nearest friends. I know how I have to keep myself connected to lessen my depressive tendencies. That's why I make a weekly trip into town to the grocery store and the public library as a standard practice. Vimo and I are trying to commit to more dinner parties, where we invite a couple of folks over at a time to have a meaningful connection with others this year. And I've been trying to publicly think through my feelings and financial reality in community with my most recent social practice art installation. My project, In the Red, a mixed-media meditation on student loan debt, is a time-based installation currently being housed at Springboard for the Arts Fergus Falls office. In my artist statement, I name the collective as an important part of my project, that while we tend to conceptualize student loan debt as an individual problem, it is absolutely a public and collective concern. I no longer desire to carry this burden alone nor conceptualize this as only my problem to solve. This is something I want to find and build more community around.
I'm struck by holding these two tensions, the complex feelings related to the burden of student loan debt and the current delegitimizing of higher education from many angles. While I'm using colorful and festive banners as a means to get the message and feelings across, this party is not one I really want others having to throw for themselves. As this project continues to take form, we're three of 12 banners in so far. I'm also mindful of the way that time is a necessary component of community. I'm trusting that my efforts will lead to something different than the shame and guilt I have felt for so long as I've navigated attempts to pay back my student loan. I love using the analogy that we're building the plane as we fly it. To that end, I'm not sure what the result or outcome will be from any of this. What I can share is that I intend to, at the very least, start a conversation and connect with others. By publicizing my individual debt burden, I invite us to think about the collective relationship to student loan debt in hopes of inspiring public policy changes for the elimination of student loan debt for previous, current, and future learners. I'm hopeful in this possibility because of my recent history of stumbling upon accidental communities like the birds and Minnesota's Moose on the Loose Facebook group. When I requested to join the over 53,000-member strong group a few weeks ago, I was asked where I lived and why I wanted to join. My responses must have been sufficient because I was let in to join others who were thrilled to observe and report on the migration path of a young moose who the group has taken to calling Rut. There's merch being made and lovely photos and commentary from wholesome Minnesotans who've been captivated by the wandering joys of a young moose. According to the Facebook group trackers in 2023, They estimate he started walking from South Dakota up to northwestern Minnesota in over 555 straight-line miles, averaging a little under five miles of walking per day. What complexities we humans hold as we seek community in all kinds of ways. And how magical that these kinds of interactions can remind us that we all have the capacity to connect with one another in hopes of building our resilience to tackle some tougher stuff together, like student loan debt reform. Anyways, join me, a rural resident, lover of birds and moose, at Springboard for the Arts in Fergus Falls to stitch and dream about a world where student loan debt is a thing of the past on Thursday, January 18th, from 3 to 5 p.m. Bring a project and we'll make things with our hands and hearts and community with one another. And at the end of the day, we can feel warm inside for fostering social connectivity in this world, hungry for connection. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Art of KCF. The Art of KCF newsletter and podcast is a fiscal year 2023 recipient of a Creative Support for Individuals grant from the Minnesota State's Arts Board. This activity is made possible by the voters of Minnesota thanks to legislative appropriation from the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. The Art of KCF is created, written, produced, and edited by me, Candice Creel Falcon, with musical editions by Mountaineer via Upbeat. For a full transcript of the audio, plus all the features of my newsletter, like book reviews, creative links that inspire me, and an update on what's happening in my studio, be sure to find me through the link in the show notes.
Till next time, may the joy of creative inquiry guide your path.